And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 224. All right. Y'all know how we do the Sinister Sightings? Jumping right in. The first one is my encounter with my deceased father-in-law. Hey, beautiful ladies. I love listening to your show during my boring, mundane job. It makes my eight hours not feel so much like 18 hours anymore. I'd like to share my story about being in contact with a special person from the other side. I lost my father-in-law to cancer in late 2004. We were very close. My own father was abusive to me in every sense, and thankfully, he and my mother divorced when I was 16. So I shut him out of my life as much as I could for my own safety. My husband's dad didn't have any daughters, so he really took to me. I took to him because I knew he felt like a very safe alternative to a father figure for me. We lived with him because we were young and poor and already had two children, which he loved, loved, loved. He was a long-haul trucker, so he was gone a lot. But when he came into town, I spent a lot of time with him. He shared stories with me of his very troubled childhood that I later found out he'd never even told his own family. He always called my daughter his angel sugar baby, and he spoiled us all. Whether he was home or not, he made sure he always got me and my daughter something very special for Valentine's Day every year. And he always got me something special for Mother's Day. He had several health issues, but always seemed to beat them. So when he said he had cancer, I just thought he'd beat that too. But he didn't. Part of his last request was that his sons were to sell his semi-truck and trailer and split the money. His truck and trailer both had his business decal placard on the sides. I was very down the first Valentine's Day without him, but on the way home, I was crossing a bridge in our very large city and was stuck in stop-and-go traffic. I looked at the big rig next to me pull ahead in his lane and get stopped with the trailer right next to me. It was his trailer. I lost it. He had to give me one more Valentine's gift. Our city is huge, so odds of this happening are so slim that I just knew it was him. Then, again on Mother's Day, I saw his truck going down the road. This had been months after his passing, and his placards should have been removed long before. Things settled down for a bit, and I started watching this program about a psychic medium that would reach out to connect with past loved ones. It came on late on Friday and Saturday night. My husband would always fall asleep and not be able to watch it with me. I noticed every time that show came on, I'd hear noises from the sink drain. My father-in-law always boiled water and poured it down the drains when he came home on his breaks. He said it killed the germs. That was his thing. Then, another time I was watching the show, the house phone rang and the person asked for Angel. I said, there's no one here by that name, and they hung up. And then I remembered that Paul-in-law always called my daughter Angel Sugar Baby. A few other things happened, enough that I convinced my husband, Sergeant Skeptic, to stay up and watch the show with me. Soon after the show came on one night with my husband by my side, the drain started making noise. And I said, see, that's your dad. He shook his head like he could explain it away. I said, no, that's your dad. He's here. He's visiting us. Right at that moment, the light bulb in the ceiling fan above us popped and went out. And my husband looked at me and said, quit fucking with me. (laughs) And I was just as shocked as he was. And I was like, that's not me. 
I'm sitting right here beside you. How could I have turned them out? We got up and tried to pull the thingy to turn them back on and got nothing. The next day, we went to Home Depot and got new bulbs and got home to replace the ones in the ceiling fan. I pulled the string on the fan one more time to make sure we were still in the same predicament as the night before. We were poor and couldn't afford to waste a bulb that wasn't bad. As soon as I pulled the cord, the lights came on. We looked at each other like, what the fuck? We questioned another grown-up in the house if they had changed the bulbs, and they said no. They hadn't messed with them. My husband finally became a believer, and we also felt special enough to have him reach out to us, and we knew that he missed being with us as much as we missed him. I'm sure he crossed over or whatever they do. We haven't had any more happening since. Sometimes I ask him for just one more sign. Sorry for this being so long, but I hope it was worth a read. Creep it real and keep doing your thing. Signed, just me. Oh my gosh. It's like he wanted you to know, but then he wanted you to get his son. Yeah. No. He was like, no, no, no. I'm going to show him. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't imagine how you feel living in a big town because when my mom passed, we had sold her truck to one of my neighbors. And like, even when I would see him around, it like gave me like, oh, there's mama's truck. You know, it was just like a sweet thing. But like, seriously, he's my neighbor. So it's not uncommon for you to see her truck. Whereas for this listener, it was like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. And for them to still have his stickers on there. Yeah. Who are they? Me taking forever to take stuff off? Okay, the next one. Missing person? Question mark. Hi, my sisters from other misters. I'm a longtime listener and I truly love you both. I was going to share some paranormal stories with you, but something just happened in my hometown that blew my mind. Normally, I would use my name, but since this is a sensitive story, I'll be changing the names. Okay, here we go. I live in a small town in southwestern Illinois. Picture dualies and camo mixed with BMWs and sushi. Anyway, in April 2022, a local man, we'll call him Ron, went missing. It was reported that his car, wallet, phone, etc. were all still at the house. Family assumed he went for a walk, maybe? Local police started an investigation, searched the house, followed every lead they could find. His sister, who lives in a different state, was posting on her town's Facebook page frequently, begging anyone with information to come forward and provide any information they have. This went on for about eight months. So on December 11th, 2022, the wife was getting into a concealed closet. I need to know how well this was hidden to get Christmas decorations. And she found his body in the house. The town was buzzing. Who, what, where, when, and why? The police had searched the house, even using tracking dogs. They found nothing, so I assume they were not cadaver dogs. Apparently, the wife smelled a bad smell at one point and called a septic company. I mean, how does this not smell so bad? So the town has been waiting to hear exactly what happened as the coroner was waiting for toxicology reports before releasing the results. And today, we finally found out what happened. Ron was found in the concealed closet hanging from a belt that was bolted to the wall. There was a cordless drill next to the body. It is incredibly sad, and I do not think anyone really knows why he might have died by suicide. 
But let's review. I cannot understand how no one mentioned the secret closet when people were searching the house. And why wouldn't they do another search if there was a funky smell? It all just seems so sus to me. I'm not trying to downplay the sadness. Suicide hits home for me in many ways. I'm just so baffled by how this poor man was in a closet for months in his own home. The other thing that's so strange about this case is that people in close surrounding towns have never heard this story. This poor man was missing for almost seven months and it barely made the local news. Guess that's small town thinking. Anyways, thanks for reading this story, and I promise I'll send in my paranormal story soon. Love you both. G. Okay, it does seem sus, but, you know, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind with the closet. But yeah, just how secret or concealed was this closet? And also, like, okay, you call a septic company because it stinks, but like, I feel like you can kind of follow the source there to where... Wherever this closet was, unless it was by the bathroom. That does seem weird. But I feel like not everybody's first thought is like, oh, uh, that's probably a dead body that I smell, you know. But your husband's missing. That's like you're on edge and stuff. Like I would be like, oh, my God. You're right. Like, yeah, I don't smell something bad and go dead body. No, I say, oh my God, the milk's probably bad. The eggs are probably bad. The cheese is bad. The ranch is bad because that did happen. But you know what I mean? But like, uh, what? I don't know. I, I, I don't know that my first thought would have been he's dead, like in, in that closet. My first thought would have been, let's check the closet when he's missing. True. But why would he have been in there? Look, I check all kinds of places where... I know like my big ass could not have got down and put something in a thing, but I like sweep underneath there with the broom trying to see if like I dropped something there and all of that, you know, like, I don't know. I just, (sighs) I don't know. I feel like you're right. I feel like I'm like, really like, why didn't they think of that? And I'm not saying that she did anything to her husband. It's just like, wow. Why did no one think of this? Yeah. Not saying that she's culpable of anything. It's just, I feel like his body should have been discovered sooner. That's a long time, too, for that family to not have any answers at all. Yeah. Like, that's a really long time. God, that makes me so sad for them. Okay, the next one. Hey, y'all. Stephanie here from Michigan. I've been listening to you ladies for the past few months and have thoroughly enjoyed your stories. I have a few stories to contribute, but I'm just going to start with one. So anyway, I'm going to jump right in and tell you my most spooky story. I've been a coffee barista for a very long time. I should say had. I'm now a massage therapist. Side note, if you ever come to Michigan, specifically Ann Arbor, come get a massage. Come in there this weekend. I actually have a friend that lives in Ann Arbor, but she's moving. (laughs) Anyways, so in my mid-20s, I was a coffee barista at a local metaphysical shop called Crazy Wisdom. It's closed now, so I don't mind you using the name. At the shop, we had all types of things for dabbling in all religions from Christianity through occult stuff. We had jewelry, but we were primarily a bookstore. We also had every crystal you could think of, held classes and meditation, drum circles. We had intuitives, tarot readers, palm readers, and really anything you could imagine down to AA and NA meetings. Like I said, we were an open door for all people. Typically, a store like this can draw in people from all walks of life. And those who have been 
or are in touch with the spiritual realm. The second floor of the store was a tea room and the meeting room. In the tea room, we sold beverages, local food, and had music nights on the weekends. I was typically a closer on weekends, which meant that I would be there sometimes by myself to close at 11 or midnight. This particular night, there was one closer in the bookstore downstairs and then myself upstairs closing the tea room. I was almost done with all of my closing duties. I just shut down the computer and the very last thing I needed to do was turn off the dishwasher before I turned off the lights. As I turned around to turn off the dishwasher, a piece of glass fell from the chandelier right above where I was standing at the computer and smashed into a lot of pieces. I looked up and the chandelier was swinging. At this point in the evening, all ceiling fans had been turned off, the heat had been turned down, and there was no breeze whatsoever coming from anywhere. The air was still, but the chandelier was not. This was an old chandelier, as the building was pretty ancient. For the glass to have fallen out of it the way it did, the piece would have had to come up over the prongs holding it in and slide completely down to smash. The glass piece was bigger and longer than the prong sat, so there was no possibility of falling through the cracks. I got out of there so fast, ran downstairs, and we closed up the shop like it was on fire. The only thing I could think of to do was yell at it as I was running down the stairs, not to follow me home and that it is not welcome here. When I got home, I texted the opener and my boss to let them know what happened and why I left a big mess on the counter. The next morning, I received a text back from my boss telling me that I left all of the three big metal sinks on full blast with the water running so high that when she walked upstairs, she could barely stand the noise. I've worked in kitchens and coffee houses for a long time. That's not something you just leave on. Fast forward a few weeks later, I received another text from my boss, asked me why I keep leaving all the sinks on at night when I close and that it's becoming an issue. I explained to her that not only do I not leave the sinks on and completely check everything before I leave, but that I'm sure that the building was haunted and that we need to do something about it. Of course, the store was saged and blessed. We sold that stuff in house. I didn't stay working there much longer as I graduated a massage school and started my new profession. I know others that have worked there have stories of their own, including feeling watched and touched in the basement. Anyway, hope you enjoyed my story. It's one I will never forget. Signing off, your spooky Michigan friend, Stephanie. Why is that ghost the wet bandit? (laughs) You're not wrong. And like, why are you costing us so much fucking money, ghost? Yeah. Uh-uh. And could cost her her job. We don't play like that. Well, did the water ever stop going off? Right. And did, you know, like the sage and cleansing, did that help? They don't know. They quit working there. <laughs> True. Okay. The next one. Childhood insomnia. Hi, paranormal chicks. My name is Morgan. My friend Alyssa is a big fan of you and listens to your podcast all the time. I love a good creepy story, so I listen in the car with her. I'm sending this in on March of 2023. I decided to send y'all my story because I really believe these incidents caused me to be sensitive. I can sense presence in rooms, alive or not, and energies, things like that. Lots of these happened when I was growing up, and they're not really long. They're just quick sightings. Growing up, my family lived in a home that was built in the 70s. It was built on Civil War ground in a country town outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. I had lots of trouble sleeping as a kid. It was bad until I was about 10. Some nights I would wake up around two to three randomly. I had my own room and my brother shared one, so no one was ever in my room at night. 
But on the nights I woke up, I would feel like someone was there. I would go into the living room to sleep since I felt uncomfortable in my room. It always took me a while, like an hour, sometimes more, but I would look around the room to make sure I was alone because I never felt alone. I always looked out of the windows that looked out to our front porch. We had a very long porch that took up the whole front of the house. But anyway, on these nights, I would look out of the blinds of those windows and I would see a very tall shadow walking back and forth on our porch. I could hear it walking too. It would be like that for 10 to 15 minutes. Then the shadow would go like it was leaving the porch and then I wouldn't see it. Oddly enough, the shadow made me feel better. It felt like it was protecting us. This happened until I was about eight-ish. Another time, I was like nine years old and it was 11 or 12 at night. My older brother was up and so was I. I don't remember why, but I always had my door open at night because we had a hallway light on and a bitch was scared of the dark. But I was laying in my bed having trouble falling asleep when I heard footsteps outside my room in the hallways and in the living room. I shot out of my bed and looked, but no one was there. I went into my brother's room scared shitless. My older brother was up on his handheld PlayStation thing. I asked if he walked to the living room and he gave me a weird look and was like, no, I've been laying here playing this game the whole time. I told him what I heard and we went to his door, poked our heads out into the hallway. And I shit you not, as soon as we did, we heard typing from the computer, but no one was there. Freaked me the fuck out for like a week. Next time I saw paranormal stuff, I was like 14 or 15 years old. My brothers and I were at school and my mom was alone by herself with our dog, Peanut. My mom was hanging out in her room with the door open, just chilling. Peanut wanted to come into the room, so she was coming into my mom's room when suddenly she stopped in the doorway. She started growling and barking at whatever was standing in front of my mom's dresser, which was right by the door. Peanut refused to come in the room and barked for like five minutes. Well, the same week I was chilling in the living room, reading on my phone with headphones in, all of a motherfucking sudden I heard, Mommy, whispered in my ear. I threw the headphones off and went to my mom in the kitchen and asked if she had said anything. She said she hadn't and I told her what I heard and she kind of brushed it off thinking it was my music. Swear to God, a few hours later, I was still reading in the living room without music with Peanut sitting next to me on the couch. I heard the front door knob turn like someone was trying to turn it. I knew it wasn't a person because I didn't hear the screen door open first and that bitch used to squeak. All of us were home at the time, so I knew it wasn't my family. I ran to the door and locked it, then told my parents what happened. My dad kind of laughed and was like, maybe it was a ghost. He took a shotgun and went out to the porch to check, though, and no one was there. Nothing was there. A week later, I was in my room during the day when I saw a figure sitting in the chair I had in the corner of my room out of the corner of my eye. It disappeared when I looked at it fully. We moved out when I was 16, and I haven't had any other paranormal experience. Growing up, I had lots of dreams of death and war. I still do occasionally, but not as often as I did as a girl. Thanks for reading this, and if you can give my friend Alyssa a shout-out, that would be great. She really loves listening to you girls. Thanks so much, Morgan. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for, you know, introducing Morgan and Morgan sharing your stories. What sucks is when you're in your room and you feel like you're safe, but then you don't feel like you're safe. Like that's your, 
that's your like Ali Ali oxen free room, you know, <laughs> like no one can touch you. But then that's where you were like haunted most. Why somebody got to go, mommy? Uh-uh. I don't like that at all. No. And then like nobody believes you, but they believe you because they try to figure it out. But it's like, oh, I'm the only one that sees this. Yes. Well, no, Peanut saw it too. Touche. Why do I keep saying touche? I got to stop that. I'm on my own nerves. Do you do that? Well, I know you do that because you get on my nerves too. (laughs) If y'all could have seen her face. (laughs) Okay, the next one. A scary bar story. Hey there, pretty ghouls. I've been a fan for probably four or five months since I came across your podcast on Spotify. I listen at work. I listen in the morning while getting ready. I listen while cooking. I listen in the car. I listen pretty much everywhere, Sam, I am. Anyway, I've been meaning to share a spooky story with y'all for a minute. Well, they said you all, but you know, it just comes out. There's a short backstory. So here goes. I've gone to psychics in the past. I believe in them and I think it's fun. One time I went to a fall festival, the Apple Fest in Kansas City, Kansas. I saw a psychic there had a booth. She told me I had two people from the other side that were with me at all times. One was a male in his 20s and the other was a female that I used to work with. I couldn't think for the life of me who either one of them would be. I figured this psychic was fake, so I just went on about my business and forgot all about our reading. I have always been the girl that changes jobs and boyfriends as often as most people change their underwear. I just get bored. I've always been like that. One constant, though, was a bar I worked at part-time, sometimes full-time, for 19 years called Frankie D's. It was a neighborhood bar and Mexican restaurant. I loved my job there and all the customers, too. My boss was the best in the world. Frankie D was a stickler for having immaculately clean place. I ran the night shift, did the schedules and such, hired girls, so I had to be a good role model. It's hard to find quality employees at a bar. There were certain chores that had to be done every night at closing. I always did every chore every night without fail. Most of the girls, quote, forgot some of the closing duties because they were lazy. Anyway, we close at 2 a.m. Most generally, I would let one customer stay with me after closing to walk me out. But picture it. It's probably a little past 2 a.m. on a slow weeknight. Nobody was there with me at closing time, which happened rarely. So I was there all alone. It was a little spooky being in the dark bar by myself at night. I was always a little spooked when I ended up there alone. I thought, well, let me get the beer stocked first and then I'll do everything else. There was always tons of cases of cold bottles of beer in the walk-in cooler. There were also warm cases of beer stacked against the wall outside the walk-in cooler. We usually stocked them from the wall at night as it had time to get cold by the morning. So I opened the beer cooler up front and decided to stock the Bud Light first. It was the most empty, probably needed four or five cases. I went to the back where the beer was stacked against the wall and grabbed a case and walked up front to stock the beer. I was emptying the bottles into the cooler when I heard beer bottles jingling in the back. I got a tightness in my chest as I was already spooked just by being alone. I went back to get the next case of beer and there was a case of Bud Light sitting on the floor in front of the stacked beer on the wall. It was sitting upright like it had just been placed there. I was like, oh, that's creepy. Oh, well, I still had to finish my chores. So I took the case that, quote, fell onto the floor. Mind you, they were stacked probably five to six cases high and no bottles broke while landing on the concrete floor. I went up front to empty the case into the cooler. 
I was like, let me hurry up and get this shit done and get the hell out of here. I was definitely creeped out. Again, I went in the back to grab another case of Bud Light. Guess what? Yep, another case of Bud Light is sitting in front of the stacked beer. I noped right the fuck out of there. I have chills right now thinking about how it felt when it happened. The next day, I was in my bedroom getting ready. The daytime bartender called me and asked if there were any problems at closing because she knew I always did my closing duties to a tee every night. And last night, I didn't even finish stocking the beer. I told her about what happened. And she said, maybe it was an angel. All of a sudden, I got a whoosh of chills through my entire body. When she said that, I remembered what the psychic said, a person I used to work with. When I first started working at Frankie D's, there was a girl that works there named Angel. She wasn't really my friend, but a coworker. She had been killed on a motorcycle just around the corner from Frankie D's not too long after I started working there. I lived in the house next to the bar. Angel worked with me. She died on the street. She was the female co-worker that was near me. If she was saying hi, she sure scared the shit out of me. Well, that's my scary bar story. Did it give you the chills? Keep on creeping on, ladies. Thanks for the podcast. I love it. Jenny from Kansas City. Well, that bar sounds freaking awesome. I definitely want to go there, too, knowing he's a stickler for the rules and how clean and all that kind of shit makes me want to go. What makes me want to go home is that, you know, it could be haunted. Yeah, that not so much into that. But don't you love when something like that happens where you're like, yeah, that's probably not accurate for me. But then later something happens and you're like, oh, that's what they meant. Yeah, that's completely accurate for me. Okay, yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about. Mm Kind of like how Carrie said, that's not what an alien looks like to me, but it was exactly what I had described. (laughs) Look, we all know that I am argumentative until I realize what I'm talking about. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's actually completely right. (laughs) Okay, the next one. Hey, ladies, it's Jen from Long Island. I've written in a couple of times about my haunted house and my son seeing me standing in his closet at 3 a.m. I figured it was time to write another one. My fiance lives in a different town from me, about an hour and a half away. On weekends, now that my kids are grown, I go to his house and we spend weekends together playing house. We food shop and cook together, take walks, hikes, just enjoy being together. He's skeptical about all things paranormal, and he doesn't like to talk about spooky things. He doesn't even like to watch scary movies, whereas I love all things spooky. Now to my story. On Fridays, I get to his house before him. I usually start dinner, change the sheets, and run a vacuum, then hang out watching TV until he gets home. A couple of times, I've heard him, quote unquote, say, honey, I'm home, when no one's there. I didn't think much of it, figuring it was my imagination. Then one day I heard him yell my name when he was in the shower. It was weird because he calls me babe, not Jen, and definitely not Jennifer. So I went to the bathroom to see if he maybe forgot a towel or something, but he said he didn't say anything, and I know I heard him. I shrug it off, and the night continues. A few weeks later, we're in the house together, me in the living room and him in the dining room. And I say something to him and he responds, what? And as I'm repeating myself, he runs into the room and says, that wasn't me, but I heard that and was like, okay, I think that's called a mimic. We don't want to respond to it or give it any attention. I don't really know what it is, but I'm not a fan. 
A few weeks go by and he's cooking me dinner. He decides to make chicken marsala and we're standing in the kitchen discussing if we're having it with rice or pasta. Always pasta. But being the good girlfriend, I'm like, whatever you want, baby, it doesn't matter to me. I head out to my car to get something. And when I come back inside, he tells me he heard it again. He said he thought I was standing behind him because my voice loudly told him pasta. But when he looked up, he could see me in the driveway in my car. The next day, I bought a pure white candle and lit it in the middle of the house. Something my friend's mother-in-law told her to purify or cleanse the house with if you aren't doing the whole sage thing. We haven't heard anything since. Thank you for all you do, Jen from Long Island. Well, that ghost mimic knew what was up because always pasta. (laughs) Always pasta. I mean, like always. But, oh my God, the... No, 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 no. See, my imagination runs away anyway, so I'm like was that something? And it's just Marley. And then I'm like, oh no, that was my ice maker. And I thought it said Donna. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So to actually hear a voice that you recognize, uh uh-uh, no, no, no. I definitely don't like that. And then for him to be like, hey, I heard that and it wasn't me. Like chills down my spine on that. And then for him to hear you behind him and like look out and see you in your freaking car. And you're like, told you so, told you so, told you so. (laughs) Ooh, I'll tell you what, he'd be moving into my house. I mean, are y'all not the cutest? Like you go in and clean and he cooks. And then like, do y'all want to move in with me? (laughs) Ask him for a friend. And by the friend, I mean me. I know you had me at run a vacuum. I was like, "Mm, sold. I know my damn broomies like, (laughs) can you please just vacuum? (laughs) Okay, the next one. Hello, my spooky bitches. I just want to start off by saying the same old shit that everyone else says. You guys are amazing, hilarious, and I wish I lived closer so that we could be best friends with both of you. I have lost quite a few people in my life and have had a few visitation dreams from them that I thought I would share. I'm 29 years old and have already lost my dad to brain cancer, my mom to a heart attack, and my best friend to an overdose. The first dream I would like to share, I was sitting on a boat in the ocean with my sister, one of our cousins, and a few other people, sitting all alone in the front of the boat while everyone was socializing in the back with my eyes closed, leaned forward, a bit relaxing. I felt the sense that someone appeared next to me, and I smelled a familiar smell. I leaned in and started hugging the person. It was my mom. I opened my eyes, and she was there with Patrick, my best friend that passed, standing next to her. I started crying and hugging them, asking them why they didn't visit me as much like this. They didn't talk. I called my sister over to come and see them, but she couldn't see them. I was the only one on the boat that could. Second dream. This one is a short one, but it's crazy to me. I had a dream. I went to a random office and up to some guy that I didn't know. He started talking and told me, your dad's been trying to get a hold of you. He wants you to know that he's doing okay and is really happy. I tried dialing his number in the dream over and over, but it wouldn't go through. Then halfway, I woke up and I thought, I haven't talked to my mom in a long time. And then the realization set in and I was fully awake. These are just a few of the dreams that I've had with them. And I know they are visitations. Anyway, I love you guys. Paige from the Cali Coast. Paige, you have had so much loss. You're strong as hell. So was the sister on the boat with you a different sister? Because you would think if it was the same sister that she would have been able to see them if she had passed too, you know? Yeah. 
Also, I wonder why you ran to a building and like to a guy you didn't know. And then he was the one who told you like your dad's been trying to get in touch with you. Also, if this was a joke, it would have said they've been trying to contact you about your mortgage or something. (laughs) And I said mortgage, but I meant car warranty. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Last one. Mom, a sinister sighting. Hey, beautiful ladies. Becky here. Third time writing. I didn't think I had any more interesting stories, but something happened this weekend. My mother died almost three and a half years ago, and she promised me that she would come back in a dream or even an apparition if she could. But I've seen and heard nothing until now. Sometimes I feel like she's mad at me because while I loved her so, sometimes we didn't see eye to eye. Well, this past weekend, I was getting the house cleaned for a party I was having for my daughter's one-year wedding anniversary, when my mother's picture literally flew off the mantle and hit the floor right in front of me. I was about 10 feet from it, but certainly not even the slightest close enough to have caused wind to knock it down or bump the mantle. Besides, the mantle is pretty high up and solid wood. My daughter was standing about three feet from me, further from the man told than myself, and we just stopped what we were doing and looked at each other. She immediately said, guess she's mad at you for not inviting her to the party. I just laughed and secretly freaked out inside. Later, I was cleaning the kitchen and all of the plastic champagne flutes that were lined up on the counter tipped over. I thought maybe it was the AC, but it had not turned on. And besides, the airflow would not have been anywhere near where the champagne flutes were. Side note, I put churro cheesecake with drizzled caramel in the flutes and they were delicious. Anyway, immediately after that, I heard something else fall in the kitchen. I could tell it was close to me, but I couldn't find anything that had fallen, so I have no idea what the noise was. I want to believe she was happy and just wanted me to know that she was there for my daughter's party. I hope I can write back again soon, letting you know I had more encounters like this. But for now, creep it real and don't get scared. It's just your mom. Okay, let me just say something real quick. Churro cheesecake with caramel drizzled on it. Yes, please sign me up. Can you send me some? Literally caramel anything. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's in a drizzle. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Donna loves a caramel drizzle. Like, maybe more than anybody on the planet. I <laughs> I really do. But yeah, I think she wasn't mad at you. I think she was just trying to show you that she was there for such a special day. But also don't, you know, ruin things. Like, Right. I mean, don't break something. Yeah. At least they were plastic flutes, but still. True. Well, and I'm like, the bar friend, I'm like, if you do not break these beer bottles, which they didn't, but it immediately took me to the TikToks where they roll the glass bottles. Oh my God. You love those. Love those. But so really like ghosts just need to come together and make some ASMRs of them knocking (laughs) things over. And I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, you would. Those ghosts could make bank off of me. (laughs) Thank you all so much for sending in all your stories this week. We loved them. Keep them coming. Send them in to us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and don't don't get scared. scared.